Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Welcome back. Welcome back to Upload Past Crossroads. If you're watching from my podcast, if you're watching from my YouTube channel, welcome back. I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins. This is my guy over here on my left, on my right on the screen, but it's on my left if you just are where I'm at. But uh, yeah, that's Justin Lee Howell, man. Make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. We're about to get it, man. All right, so we just did a video on the book of Proverbs. And if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it, right? Share it with your friends and share this video with your friends. We did a video talking about Proverbs 27, 18. And so basically with these videos, if you hate your work, if you hate your career, if getting up for work is is a burden for you, you just don't want to do it and you don't work hard at your job, this video is for you. The last video was for you too, so you make sure to check out that. All right. So uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and get to it. So today's video is on Proverbs 16, verse 26. So I'm about to read it. Proverbs 16, verse 26. And today, I don't know what's going on, guys, but my screen load is awful. I don't know what it is. Maybe because I got so many slides. That's what it is. I need to delete some slides. But anyways. All right. So Proverbs 16, verse 26, it reads, the appetite of laborers work for them. Their hunger drives them on. That's the NIV. So Proverbs 16, 26 reads, it is good for workers to have appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. <laughs> this verse is so crazy. Guys, I'm about to tear this up, man. So a lot of times when you read verses like this, it goes over your head, right? And I talk, I've been talking about it a lot on my YouTube channel. Uh, is you know, it's like looking at an ocean front, you just see the ocean, but you don't see how deep the ocean is. The ocean is huge. We only have discovered 80% of the ocean as humans. So that means how many sea creatures are alive that we don't know of? How many creatures in the world are alive that we never have discovered, right? Do aliens exist? <laughs> it's because 95% to 92% of space has, has yet to been discovered, right? And so this verse is so deep, man. It's, it's the book of Proverbs, man. Let me talk about the book of Proverbs real quick before Justin goes. So the book of Proverbs, I, I talked about it in my last video, but I want to I wanna say it here. This is going to be my intro for every proverb video i ever do for a sermon so what is a proverb guys a proverb is a general statement that is true it's regarding the way of how life works it's regarding the way things happen in this world and it's it shows that it shows the book of proverbs is just observations that are being made right and so from those observations we can draw lessons and so we're about to teach you another lesson right so proverbs uh 16 verse 26 i'll read it one more time and then Justin will, will start talking. Mm -hmm. uh, he that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it for him. That's Proverbs 16, verse 26. So let's get it, guys. So a big part of this, though, too, was um, I'll start everything that I say, like, with some context. Like, a part of this was uh, talking about, it relates to some other verses about the poor versus the rich. Like the the poor the poor man, which is like who a lot of the Bible talks about, because like the the wealthy sometimes didn't care about uh, the religion, but this was out to like the poor in spirit, the poor in finances, just the poor in general, and it's talking about how they have to work for what they got. Like when you're rich, like you you think you have everything, you don't have any desire, but the thing about like. The laborers, the poor people, they have a passion or a desire for something. And that's what this verse is for. This is for the people who um, desire something more for themselves. It's people who are like hungry for what God has for them. People are like spiritually hungry. Like that, that's a crazy part about the human condition, in my opinion, is everyone's spiritual. There's like evidence that we are uh spiritually hungry people like even people who say they're not religious they still wonder like what's my purpose what's the meaning of life that's evidence right there that god has put a spirituality in us that every culture every race thinks of that question is like why am i here and like be and what's just ignites that question is a desire to find out like why you're here what you're supposed to do what work you need to do um uh, let's see. I'll I'll hold off on like the work part, work aspect of it right now, but just the desire for something uh, creates a hunger in us. And I think that's really important because if you don't desire anything, if you are the bourgeoisie or the rich, like you, 
you you think you already had got it like you have no you have no need to uh, like work on anything you get lazy you get stagnant but what we were talking about in the other video as well is like you want to cultivate like your gifts you want to work for something like being put in a difficult situation is not always everyone's favorite but it really strengthens you and like god uses those opportunities to make us more christ-like like we are on a never-ending marathon slash journey slash path to discover to like become more christ-like we we can stop when we're perfect and like no one is perfect except jesus so we're constantly working but that that's a good thing like studies have even shown that people who retire when if they do nothing if they don't have like um maybe a part-time job or a hobby or something to like get them out of the house that uh there's there's a lot of early onset alzheimer's disease that kicks in and it's like if we were meant to work like we wouldn't be getting alzheimer's all the time and of course like some of that's genetic but like a big part of it is if you're lazy about it if you don't do the work that challenges you like that's detrimental to your spirit and your body there's like evidence that uh you're not living up to your full potential like god has put us here to work like even when when he made adam like he gave him a job like he said all right name every animal uh every animal that i've put on this earth uh in revelation like it talks about how when we reach heaven like we'll probably have a job or a duty to do up there like that's just because it's like good for our eternal soul like if we're in heaven like we don't have to worry about our physical condition so why do we keep working we work because like that's good for our spirit so like this verse is all about like um the poor in spirit who are finding their desires yeah yeah and i i don't want to i hate moving contexts like pulling mm. out another verse when we're hearing this verse but guys it's the book of yeah. proverbs man like everything in the bible is like a puzzle right i talk about it on my youtube channel all the time everything's a puzzle and have you ever what's the most complex puzzle you've ever done in your life right that's the bible the bible is the most complex pieces of puzzle pieces you got to put together and you're not going to do it in this lifetime and you're not even going to do it in, in eternity in a life after there's so much to learn about god there's so much to glean from god there's so many things we don't know and we're still not going to know then. We'll still be learning and growing. That's how good our God is, man. I told you 95% of space has yet to be discovered. How much do we got to learn? How much of science do we need to learn? Like, why do we have cancer and all these different diseases? And mm -hmm. can diseases cease to exist in this world? Yes. <laughs> but we got to have the right tools, the right resources. And the world's corrupt. I'm not going to go on a tangent. All right, guys. But you guys mm -hmm. get it, man. The book of Proverbs, man, it's a puzzle. And this is just one piece of a whole entire puzzle. So let's go ahead and go to another piece, right? So me and Justin, we did a video on Proverbs chapter uh, 27, verse 7, which actually ties in with this verse. It's the same. It's not even the same chapter, but it still ties in to me. All right. So, yeah, make sure to watch this video, guys, on Proverbs 27, verse 7. If you are hungry, you are in a good place because that's what this video is talking about as well. So we, if we go to Proverbs 27, verse 7, it says, One who is full loves honey from the cone, but to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet, right? A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. So what is that verse talking about? It's talking about what Justin just said. Like when you're hungry and desperate, you're willing to eat anything. You're willing to do whatever it takes to mm -hmm. succeed in order to 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 receive the, the taste that you're craving. And even what is bitter taste sweet, you're willing to eat anything because you're so desperate and hungry for something, right? But a person who's full of themselves, like they're, they're sluggish, they're spoiled, like they're picky. So they're not gonna eat anything that tastes bitter. They want, they want honey from the honeycomb, the honeycomb. They want the good stuff, right? They're not willing to eat any trash. Right. But when you're poor, what are you willing to eat? Anything just to get food because you need food to live. Right. And so that verse that we're talking about today actually ties in with that a little bit. And so the verse is Proverbs 16, verse 26. I'm going to read from the CIV. That's actually one of my favorite Bible verses. It says the hungrier you are, the harder you work. And then the appetite of a worker works for him for his hunger urges him on. 
right? So let's break that down. So the first question I got for you guys is, are you in a desperate place? Are you in a desperate place? Because if you're in a desperate place, you're in a good place. So mm -hmm. hunger is a powerful motivator. A hungry person will do anything to get satisfied, like I said. So are you hungry to learn more about the Lord? That's the life application. Are you hungry to glean more blessings from the Lord, right? Are you hungry to just draw nearer to the Lord? Or are you satisfied with where you're at? Are you okay with knowing what you already know about? And that's sad for a Christian if you're like that. The appetite of a laborer works for him. If you got an appetite, you're going to go a long way. Your hunger, their hunger drives them on. You're going to mm -hmm. go a very long way if you're hungry, if you're desperate, if you crave for more, if you desire more, right? Oh, Justin, I said I was going to do it, but man, it ties in, man. All right, so First Peter chapter 2, me and Justin have been doing studies on that. So make sure to check out that playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. We've been doing videos on First Peter chapter 2. And in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 through 3, man, those verses ties in with that, what I just said, that point I just made. So Proverbs, I mean, First Peter 2, verse 2 reads, and hopefully it loads. It don't take forever. If it does, Justin, you can go ahead and talk, man. Like, maybe I shouldn't load it. That is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's still loading. Yeah, I, I got to delete some slides, man. I figured out the technical issue, man. I got too many slides. I think I have like 500 slides on this one PowerPoint document. All right, so First mm -hmm. Peter chapter 2, verse 2 reads, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Verse 3 says, If so, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So if you tasted that the Lord is good, if you know that the Lord is good, do you think his goodness just ends there? Or you think there's way more to learn from them, right? God has many names. Jehovah Jireh, what does that mean? Je the Lord will provide or Jehovah Nisi, Nisi Lord, you reign in victory. I I'm singing a song. Those <laughs> <laughs> those is right. Right. But uh, he got a lot of names. All these names mean something different. It means that God is many things. He could do anything. He's the great I am, right? Mm. So he's the bread of life. He's the water of life, man. You come, come, right? So if you have tasted that the Lord is good, so have you tasted that the Lord is good? And do you think that it ends there? We just were talking about, I'll just talk about it right now. So everybody has an appetite for something. Mm -hmm. Everybody craves something. So how do you get those appetites? Those appetites just come? No. It, it Appetites are taught, right? And this is how they're taught. You know, my grandparents and my parents, when I was a baby, they used to give me food. At first, I could only have spiritual milk as a newborn baby. So for five to six months, you can only have spiritual milk. You can only, I mean, you can only have milk. You can't give a baby Coke. What would, what would, what would you, what would a baby do with Coke at three months, four months? No, they can't have that. They can't have chicken. All they can have is milk. Why? Because they need that to grow. Mm, mm, mm. That's what we need. We need the, the milk of God's word to grow. But what do you do after that? You just drink milk all your life? No. After five to six months, you can start trying new things. But do you give a baby steak right from the get-go? Do you give them beer right from the get-go? No, you don't. <laughs> They have to grow into it, right? So you baby them. You start giving them little cereal. You start crushing cereal, like little Cheerios, and you feed them that. And they're like, oh, this is good. You start trying to give them, I don't know, I'm skipping a broccoli. I don't know what, what stage you give them broccoli. But try broccoli, right? And most babies, you know, they're like, Ugh, no, I don't want that. But then, you know, they taste it, and they figure out, I like it, right? And even if they don't like it at first, eventually they will, because I know for me, I didn't like cocktail sauce because it looked like ketchup. And they kept on fooling me, giving me cocktail sauce. I was like, what is this? Like, it's not ketchup. It don't taste like ketchup. Right? When I was a kid and a baby. So I used to hate when they did that. They did the same thing with ranch. Like, I, I, I'm familiar with ranch. But then they gave me blue cheese. I was like, why does it taste different but it looks like ranch? Like, <laughs> and so that's as a baby. But now I love cocktail sauce. Now I love blue cheese. Like, I had to grow into it. My taste buds changed and stuff like that. But basically, I'm just trying to say, man, like, as newborn babies, they try stuff. Kids are willing to try things. They're willing to try riding a bike. They're willing to try food. They're willing to try things, right? More so than adults, right? They're yeah. kids. They got to try stuff. They just got here, right? So as, as, as believers, as people in this world, how long will you be here? You need to start trying and tasting and seeing all the good things that God has for you, right? And then we go to verse 2. You know, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. You can't grow if you don't if you don't desire spiritual milk, the word of God. If you don't go to the word of God, if you don't go to the Bible, you will never grow spiritually. And growing mm -hmm. spiritually is the most important. You can grow physically all you want, 
but everything here is just going to decay, right? We're, we're getting closer and closer to death as you age. I'm one step closer to death, right? That's not a, a reason to praise. I mean, unless you're a believer, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, but growing spiritually is a never ending process. It's way better. You're storing up treasures in heaven. You're investing in heaven, getting ready for making preparation for being up there. So which one you think has lasting value? Which one you think echoes in all eternity? You know, you trying to grow here or you trying to grow up there? So what spiritual matters more? That's all I'm trying to say, guys. That's not trying to say, like, don't grow at all here. Nothing you do here. Yeah. Don't matter. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, just I went on a tangent, man. So, uh, yeah, you want to say something or you want me to keep on going? Because I, I went off. No, I'll just a little bit too. Hopefully, like it's doesn't segue too much further as well. Yeah. And it's like that's um like it's I don't want to say this. Um, just to piggyback off what you were saying, like we're not meant to like be apathetic towards this type of thing either. Like we do need to embrace it. Like maybe this is a little off topic, but like a lot of times, if you ask someone what the opposite of love is. Like they may say like hate or disdain, but that's actually um, some some articles have said like the opposite of love is actually like apathy. And it's like because love, love and hate are still like high emotions running. Um, but apathy is like a lack of emotion for any of that. And like that is detrimental to the soul. Like we there's already a lot of biological studies that show that we need some form of love or some form of affection or affirmation from another being. Like even like tests on monkeys uh, show that monkeys will die off a lot faster uh, compared to a group that's shown love or like affection or like uh, physical touch. So this is the same situation. Like if you have apathy towards your work or your job or where you're planted, like, you're going to die on the inside a little bit. Um, it's like, I'm sure it's like not good for your physical health either. So this is, it's just important that we find the passion or the fire in our heart. Like sometimes we do need to find for our work. We do need to find a balance between sacrifice, passion for like being able to get paid or making a living. Like Jesus was a carpenter. Paul during his ministry, he still had to, uh, pitch tents oh man that's what i wanted to say last video <laughs> but like paul, paul still like had to pitch tents to make a living because he didn't want to take money from people in case someone thought like his uh he had ulterior motives isn't that crazy but like um he still used the trade that he learned um and i think that sometimes we have to sacrifice what we think we're called to do or like our passion to like also make a living, make sure like our family is provided. Um, and that's what Paul was doing. Like he, he still went out there and preached like there was no tomorrow, but like he, he knew that sometimes you had to like keep up the work or like use the gifts that God has given you for other purposes as well. So I think that's like very important to find that good balance. Yeah, man, we're about to tear it up now, man. We're, we're hitting it now. All right. So so today's verse, guys, uh, we're doing a verse, we're doing an explanation or summary on what Proverbs 16, 26 uh, means. So that verse is so powerful. It reads, the appetite of laborers work for them. Their hunger drives them on, right? So if I had to do a sermon on Proverbs 16, verse 26, a worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. His mouth. Wow. I just don't see I'm seeing that. All right. <laughs> so one of my sermon ideas is the common worker versus the uncommon worker, right? So the uncommon working ver worker versus the common worker. So my question for you guys is, are you a common worker or are you an uncommon worker? If you are an uncommon worker, your motivator is God, your mo and your motivation is evident in how you do your work today. So let me say that again. If you're an un if you are uncommon, is your motivator and motivation evident in how you do your work today? So if you're an uncommon worker. So one question I was going to ask everybody is what does your what does a worker work for? What do you toil for? Why do you go to work, right? You some people go to work for themselves. That's a common worker. <laughs> Other people go to work for God. 
for is bigger than themselves. The work is bigger than bigger than themselves. So I asked everybody a question: Are you a common worker or an uncommon worker? And then what motivates a worker? You know, his hunger, right? His desire to, you know, get what he's laboring for, which could be a lot of things. I'll talk about that in a minute. But one of my main points is uh, the person who's laboring, the worker, the common worker, may not be hungry for work, but he's hungry for food, right? Mm -hmm. He's hunger, hungry to feed his family, right? To take care of his family, to toil for them. It's bigger than him, right? This is why we work. This is why we get money. And so that's the point of this video's title uh, for Proverbs 16, verse 26. You know, what's the point of working? If you needed some incentive to work, here you go right here. You know, there's always a motivator and a motivation for every common worker, just for a common worker. I mean, talk about an uncommon one, right? So there's always a motivator and a motivation for every common worker. So, however, then there is a man or a woman of God who is an uncommon worker, right? Who, mind you, should have a different motivator and a different motivation than anybody else, than just a common worker. You don't just go to work. You just don't do the work. It's bigger than that, right? You're serving the Lord with the work that you do. You're working for God rather than working for man with the work that you do. I'm going to bring up that scripture verse in a minute. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, what is your reason for why you labor, right? If you're laboring for the wrong reasons, it won't benefit anybody. It won't mm -hmm. benefit you now or in the end if you're not doing it for the right reasons, right? That's why we got to make sure with the work that we're doing, we're literally aligned with God's will and doing what he called us to be. Otherwise, you know, depending on your reason for working, you won't persevere because if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, if you're working for the wrong reasons, then um, it, it will determine if you can persevere or not. Right. You guys get what I'm saying? So, yeah, depending on your reason for why you labor, it will dictate if you will last or endure to the end with the work that you try doing. That's why you've been going from job to job, because that's not really what God calls you to do. That's not your what he got. He wants you to be laboring for it. Right. You got to make sure you're fitting into his will for your life and you're really utilizing your spiritual gifts and the and the resources that he's given you because only you got that gift, right? Maybe somebody mm -hmm. else got it too, but that's really your personality, your your position, your gifting. You guys get what I'm saying? So depending on your reason for working, it will dictate if you labor in vain, right? It will determine if you can persevere or not, right? So that reminds me of Psalms verse uh, 127 verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. <laughs> unless mm -hmm. the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. And we just talked about that with Proverbs, uh, what was it, 27, 18 or something? Uh, with the verse we did before this video. Um, but yeah, like guys, like the, the whatever job you got, you and you're trying to protect, you're protecting it for nothing because God, He didn't call you to watch over that city. He didn't call, call you to watch over that tree or that job or that position or that or that marriage or whatever. That's why I don't pan out. Because unless the Lord builds a house, unless the Lord called you to that house, unless the Lord gave you that tree and that harvest to glean from and to, you know, toll and take care of that tree for you to, you know, receive the fruit and the nourishment that you need in life. The builders labor in vain. So that's part of what Proverbs 16, 26 is talking about. So, uh, Justin, you had anything you want to add? Uh, oh, shoot. I feel like I did kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta start writing it down, man, because I feel yeah. like I'm talking forever. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I just remember I was uh, piggybacking on something you said in the middle. Um, and I think, like, uh, like it's a lot of people might get discouraged as well because they don't see, like, the fruits of their labor, labor or an insight. And that's, like, really hard to, like, motivate you to, like, work if you don't think, like, it's living up to anything. But I mean, I think I've said this before. I feel like I'm just repeating stuff, but like nothing is a waste if like you learn something from it or you gain something from it or someone else gains something from it. Because I think God does honor that labor. Like a lot of times in this world, we can work as hard as we can, but like not see any physical rewards for it. And sometimes that just happens. That's a part of living in an unjust or unfair world. But like, if you can, there, there are multiple ways that can like be an advantage. If you enjoy the work, if God can uh, let people see how hard you work, if 
God is letting you go from the experience. I think that's always makes it worthwhile. Um, so a big part of this again is like that desire to do the work. Like it's um, a lot of people, and this is this is a common thing for humans is that sets us apart from animals. Is we have the ability to um, we have the ability to see time spatially, and what that means is we can. Uh, we can think back of what's happened in the past. We can see what could happen in the future and then kind of plan in the middle during the present um, that not many animals can do to the degree that we can. Um, and that's a blessing, but also a curse is like, we see how much more work we have left. And sometimes that'll like put people down. But a good thing to do is like focus on the here and now, like focus on the work that you have at the moment. Like, a lot of times our the our ability to like really love the job or really love the work that we're doing is like we get daunted by like how much more work is left like i've been doing yard work and like i can't help but like all my finished yard work is still left i can't help but look to my right side and think gosh it's gonna take me forever to finish it i always have to like stay on task a lot of times otherwise um it sucks all the fun out of the work that I do. But if like, I concentrate on the here and now, on the plot of land that I'm working on one at a time, like it does make it a lot easier. And I think uh, this verse really tries to tell us to appreciate like where God has put us in the here and now, not to worry about like how many people we save or if my work is doing anything. Like God takes care of tomorrow. Like we just have to concentrate on the now. Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask everybody a question. I'm going to read the verse over again for while we're doing the video. So uh, three questions I got is, uh, what do you labor for? And why are, why do laborers even work? Why are they working? And then what are they trying to do? You know, what are they trying to do if they're working so much? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of different answers. So like for you, you know, what are you trying to do? Why do you work so much? Why do you work so hard? Why mm -hmm. you work long hours and you're barely at home? Like, that's one of my biggest points. That's why I work from home, actually. Because why do you pay so much expenses on your house, but you're only there, like, I don't know, 15% of the week? You know, like 15% of the time uh, uh, every week. Like, no holidays. You're only there 15% of the time. That sucks. Like, you kidding me? One out of 10. Like, that's awful. Like, so... <laughs> So, like, why are you working? To pay bills. That's one of the reasons. You know, to get out of student loan debt or to get out of debt from the IRS or credit card, whatever. People work for money, you know. People work to take care of their fam families. You know, why do you labor? For food, for just everyday needs, wants sometimes. You know, just getting a nice gift for yourself or for someone else. Like, but some people work, too, for, uh to you know, to show their to show their full expression of their God-given gifts, right? So all of us work for different reasons. So you got to ask yourself the question, you know, is what I'm working for and what I'm laboring for is a glorifying God? Is that really what God wants for me? Because if it's not, it's, <laughs> the labor ain't going to be, I mean, labor sometimes is never fun, but like, it's just not going to be the right fit. You're not going to have the appetite you need, need to keep you going on. So that's the verse. So Proverbs 16, verse 26 says it is good for workers to have an appetite and empty stomach drives them on, right? And the appetite of laborers work for them. Their hunger drives them on, right? Mm -hmm. So your drive and your reason, reason is your appetite. So your drive and your reason for why you work is your appetite. Your mm -hmm. appetite will drive you on. It will keep you going. It will move you onward. Even when you don't want to go onward, even when you don't got the strength to go onward, it will push you forward to obtain what you are trying to labor for. So guys, I'm going to ask everybody a question again. What are you laboring for? Because if it glorifies God and God called you to do that work, boy, you are on the right track. Because God rewards a person who's faithful, a person who's diligent, a person who works hard. He rewards somebody who's obedient to him and that's aligned with his will. That's how you obtain the treasure. You can't obtain the treasure if you're doing a work that doesn't glorify God. Mm. It's, it, it's, you're not going to have the, 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 sp the spirit of God. It's not going to strengthen you for that work, right? Because he didn't call you to it. But yeah. who God calls, he equips. 
who God calls, he indwells in upon and empowers. So like when you're in the right field and in the right career, that's what's going to happen. Like God's just going to help you to, he's going to give you the strength that you need to do the impossible, even when it's not possible for you. Oh boy, <laughs> we should have started off hot like that, man. You got to start sharing this video. Good one. I like that one. Right. You got something, Justin, uh, before I get any further? It's, um, and again, like, it's, man, there's a lot to say about what you said as well. I'm going to let you finish that. Mm -hmm. But I'm, it's like, uh, all of us a lot of times are worried um that all the weights on you like it's good to, it's definitely great to have like the desire like it's you can always start off with a desire to like do some work but sometimes life just hits you and it's like you're more worried about the results that your desire starts to die down but we have to remember like if we're doing if we're in the work that god has called us to do if we're doing god's work or if we're we're not necessarily god's work but like a job that he wants us to be in like that's it's going to pay off eventually like we it's not all on our shoulders to get a job done we have to remember that god is with us family and friends or should be with us um so we don't need to carry that weight by ourselves yeah. like there are there are a lot of things where sometimes we get really concerned about the results yeah, another question I was gonna ask just with that whole part, talking about your appetite, right? Mm -hmm. uh, is if you if you had everything, why would you be working? That's why you don't have everything. This is literally the proverbs, right? <laughs> I told you guys, I warned you. We talked about how in the book of Proverbs, it's just an accumulation, it's accumulation of general statements regarding true facts of life. It, it shows you the direction and how the world order works here. Right. It's giving you truth for life, nuggets for life, like to apply so you can draw lessons from and to prevent you from struggling in life. And that's what Proverbs 16, 26 is doing. The a worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges his on. An empty stomach drives them on. You want to know why you're so empty? You, you want to know why life's so hard and you hate work, but you got to get up and work and you don't even want to work? Like, you don't know why you don't have everything. Like, oh my gosh, how easy life would be if you were rich, you had all the money in the world, if you came from a great inheritance. I mean, like Kobe Bryant's child or Michael Jordan's child. Like, you got it all. You think they're not going to give you anything? You crazy. They got too much to give. Like, money's nothing in them. Imagine you came from a household like that. With all the prestige and fame, you get automatically just because you're their child. If you had everything, why would you work? This is why God got you in your situation. Because like Justin said in a previous video, he said he said that God disciplines his children. God's trying to show you the way that life works. He's trying to show you you need him. You need to depend on mm -hmm. him. And this is what yeah. work does. <laughs> this is what work does. Like, it's good. It is good, guys. It is good. It's pleasing to the Lord. That's what it is good means. It's good for workers to have an appetite, to hunger for more, to desire more, to work hard and toil for a better life. And not just a better life, but to toil for what the blessings that God has promised you. Like, you got to know what that is. You got to know your reason for why you work. You got to know and make sure you're aligned with God's will so you have a reason why and even more incentive to keep on doing the work that you don't want to do. Because all of us are in situations, and we'll probably always will be in situations where we don't want to do what we have to do in order to get what we want to get. So, so like, that's just life. But I don't mean you don't do the work just because you don't want to do it, just because it's hard, right? So it is good for workers to have an appetite, man. An empty stomach drives them on. Their hunger drives them on. And, like, I talk about it all the time, guys. My favorite basketball player of all time is Kobe Bean Bryant. Man, Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality. Man, let, me, let me share something with you, man. I know everything about Kobe. Like, I knew this way before he, he died, by the way, because he's my favorite player ever. I watched every game he played when it was on TV. And, again, he played for the Los Angeles Lakers. So when I was younger in 2010, 2008, 2007, 2011, 12, like when I was younger in eighth grade in high school, uh, whenever the Lakers played, it was like at 11 p.m. Like it started at 10.30 p.m. And, like, so I had to stay up to, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. on a school night just to watch him play and watch Inside the NBA. 
And so one thing about Kobe is practice made perfect. He put everything into the littlest of tasks. And that's what champions are made of. Chuck Noll, the championship winning coach. He was he had the most championships as a head coach before Bill Belichick for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s. He once said a quote. He said that champions are not made by doing extraordinary things. They're made by doing ordinary things better than anybody else. So Kobe Bryant mastered practice. He knew, and he even said that if I practice more than everybody else, if I put in even more hours than everybody else, I get ahead of people who were ahead of me because I'm putting in more hours into my craft and to honing my skills and fixing my deficiencies to where you can't see none of my weaknesses. And I change my weaknesses and I turn them into my strengths. And then my strength, I make them even stronger so I can become even better, so I can become even more unguardable. That's what Kobe Bryant did, just with a simple game called basketball. What do you think you should do in a spiritual life? What do you think you should do with your life? Are you kidding me? <laughs> the littlest of tasks. You should master it and make it work for you so that when the game time comes, when it times, it's time to perform, you exceed the task at hand. <laughs> this is why Kobe Bryant's so great. Like Kobe, is de- no, no doubt he's one of the greatest ever. You, that's not even a debate. Now, you can debate if he's number one, three. Some people put him 15. You're crazy. He's in the top 10. He's definitely in the top five for me. He's definitely top three. <laughs> but he's number one. He's my Michael Jordan. So, anyways, so practice. Uh, Kobe Bryant practiced even when everybody else left. So, even when nobody else showed up for practice before practice, he was there. He practiced multiple times in a day, at least six times a day, just for a simple game called basketball. He practiced when they didn't even have practice. And then, obviously, he still went to practice. So everyone successful has a hunger because that's how much Kobe Bryant loved basketball. That's the point. How much do you love God? How much are you willing to tour for the Lord? How, how much do you really respect and just cherish and appreciate the life that he's giving you? Because if you do, you're going to, like we talked about in the previous video before this one, you're going to guard what he's giving you. You're going to protect what he's giving you. You're going to work like no one else so that you can have what nobody else has. Ooh. So if you work like no one else, you will have what no one else has. This is why you don't have anything, because you don't work hard enough. This is the Bible, right? Their, their hunger drives them on. So it's okay to be hungry. It's okay to be passionate. It's okay to be competitive. It's, it's, it's okay to have a drive and to have a fire for something. It's okay to want to be better and have a drive to, to fight for more, to compete for more, to have a drive for to obtain more, and to be desperate for success. I'm one of those people, right? So. That drive will drive you on to mm-hmm. obtain a success. So I don't know if Kobe knew that was in the Bible, like Proverbs sixteen twenty six. The appetite of laborers work for them; their hunger drives them on. So if you need some strength for the work that you're doing, better make sure you're aligned with God's will. Then He'll strengthen you like nobody else because He gave you an appetite that's gonna keep you going. You're gonna have mm-hmm. a hunger that even when it gets hard, even when you have suffered injuries, like Kobe. If you look at his injury chart. Just Google Kobe Bryant's injury chart. He literally hurt every ligament you could hurt <laughs> on the mm-hmm. human body. And he still played. Like, not like today's basketball players. No, he played mm-hmm. with those injuries. He hurt his pinky, injured it. Most players don't play today's games when they, like, literally break their pinky. And it was just shooting finger. And he still played and shot with his shooting finger. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, guys, like, I'm one of the people who are real, I'm really hungry for success. Like, I got to. I got a drive and a hunger for something. Justin, I'll let you talk, but then I want to share these quotes and I want you to say something about them too. But go ahead. I guess like just adding on to that too, it's like that that is definitely something that we need to revitalize today is like, um, oh, I'm trying to think how I want to approach this, but we, we have gotten like very complacent sometimes. And I think um, Paul has talked a lot about being content with our life. But that's very different from like complacency as well. And it's very easy to be complacent now because it's um, just our standard of living has improved. Like we have jobs where we can like sit in front of a computer. We don't have to do all that extraneous work. But like that complacency can be a very dangerous thing as well. Like what do we do after like work is work? We need like that good work-life balance of like having something to do like if you feel like you're not doing god's work in your own job like we found we find something else to do look for uh 
look for what God is trying to lead you to. That's something my wife and I are trying to pray for as well. Is like, what is something, where's God trying to lead us as a couple as far as spending our time? Because like time is like very important. I think I've said this before, like there are two things, like we we don't really have anything we've gotten on our own. Like you can say like you've gotten your job or your car or your your finances because of hard work or like your intelligence. But man, you were you were also born into those situations, into like a family that could cultivate that. You had no decision to be born like where you are. So really like everything we have, we have we thank God for. The only things we really have are our free will and our time. Um, and those are, I think I've said before, like Hebrews 12, 12, 1, like we, uh, no, that's not it. Uh, but whatever the verse is that was saying, like to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, um, which are pleasing to God, like the only things, like God wants us to be in the same mindset as him, not like, being forced to but out of our choice and like he wants us to give our time towards like worthwhile things that's very important mm -hmm. i think it's just really easy to like jump onto youtube or tiktok and just watch a bunch of videos and like lose track of the time that god has provided for us to like do some worthwhile things yeah Man, this verse is so deep, man. Let's end this video, man. Oh, they, I said I was going to do two things, so I'll go ahead and share it, man. All right, so this verse talks about appetite. I actually have quotes on appetite, so I kind of want to share that. But I also have quotes on hunger. So, um, you know what? I'm just going to go with the spirit, least. I'm not going to do that. That's just sharing knowledge. All right, forget that. Let's stay on topic. All right, so there's a lot to, like, apply to our lives with just Proverbs 16, verse 26, you know? A worker's appetite works for him because his hunger drives him onward. He that laboreth laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. That's Proverbs 16, verse 26. So I mentioned earlier in the video, you know, God has already equipped you with everything that you need. Right? God has already given you all that you need in order to succeed. And one of the things that he's giving you is a hunger. Right? A dream. A craving. A desire. And with those things, God has given you everything you need to drive on and to not give up on that dream, to, to, to have perseverance through whatever obstacles you face when it comes to chasing those dreams and obtaining those blessings that God has promised to you. So God has given those to you specifically. And it's all different for all of us. We all have different incentives that gets us motivated and gets us going. And God has given you everything you need for you to obtain those blessings that God has promised you. And he's entrusted those with you. Your dream, that craving, that desire, that hunger you have, it all comes from the Lord. And so you got to utilize the, the, the passions that you have, the, the, the drive that you have, those goals that you have. You got to utilize them. Don't waste them because where God guides, he equips. So he equipped you with those things so that you could take out uh, giants like Goliath. Like David, all he had was a slingshot to go against Goliath, right? <laughs> and uh, you can face any giant with just the small resources, small tools, just the small stuff that God has bestowed upon you because God's teaching you and showing you how to master uh, uh, throwing around a slingshot so that when you throw a rock, I mean, just imagine how fast David could throw, like just, just, just swing a slingshot just like this. Like, just imagine how fast that is. Because they said when he threw it and launched the rock, it went. People, human beings throw a baseball at 95 to 103 miles an hour. Like, that's max for a guy, right? How fast do you think a rock would go if you just. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's probably going like 250 miles an hour, 600 miles an hour. Like, it's going fast. So, what do mm -hmm. you think a rock going to do if it hits your head right here? Mm -hmm. Like, and so David mastered with mastered what God equipped him with. He mastered with what God has given his hand. Have you mastered the blessings and the resources, the tools that God has bestowed upon you? Because that's how you're gonna reach and obtain those blessings that God has for you. So that the worker's appetites work for him. An appetite comes from the Lord. All of our appetites are different. That's how you know it comes from the Lord. 
because those appetites are going to help you to do what God called you to do. That hunger, that dream, the passion, the goals, it's going to help you to achieve what God has called you to achieve, right? And so another life application is this, is, you know, we want to create a hunger. Uh, Justin, stop me if you want to say something. I better say something. This mm -hmm. is, I'm switching it up. All right, so this applies to our church and soul winning and for church folk, right? So in the church, we need to start creating a hunger for others. That's the, that's the text. Like a hunger that informs and tells others your dreams can come true. God is good and that you can do anything and don't limit God, you know, don't limit what God can do through you and your adequacies, your limitations and your shortcomings. Can I stop God? We, we need to be teaching others and giving them a hunger that informs and tells others that anything is possible through faith in God and what you can do through him. Like it's not limited. Like this is what we need to be teaching everybody. Like, and this is what this verse does for me, right? The appetite of laborers work for them. Their hunger drives them on. Like, guys, are you a hungry person? Are you, do you have an appetite for greater and more in your life? That comes from the Lord. Like a lot of people will tell me, and I would call them naysayers and haters and stuff like that. Just pe negative people. Like I have even people in my family, they would tell me like, Sean, man, that's not the way life works. You know, like, calm it down a little bit, you know, like dim it down. Like, you know, that's not, you know, like, for example, like I want to get paid full time for ministry. I want to get just, I want my ministry to be my work. So I'm speaking this, this is, I want everybody to remember this, especially my haters. All right. So like, like, I don't want to say who it is, but basically the people who are closest to me say like, well, Sean, you know, I work. So you're going to have to work. You know, we got to buy vocational ministry so if i have to work another five you gotta work another five. no the freak i don't i'm not doing that i got a hunger that's gonna drive me on i got a hunger that's <laughs> it's gonna drive on my empty stomach until it's filled right that's the whole point everybody has an empty stomach and his mouth urges him on it keeps him going right until he sees and obtain and tastes that blessing and this is why god is speaking through creation like he's teaching us have you ever been hungry before i hate being hungry because when i get hungry this is how I am. This is my personality, right? God's speaking through creation, right? It's crazy. I just not thought about it. This is spirit talking. So like when I get hungry, I get nauseous. I get like weak and then I get hangry, right? And all three of those don't mix well. Like, and then I'm going to add something too. I, tired ain't the word for it, but I like the weary. I say it weary, but I get real weary. Like I just hate being in that state. Especially when I'm hangry and angry and everything. Like, I need food. I got to obtain it, right? And that's how I am. Like, if I don't get my blessings, if I don't get what God's been working on in my life and promised me, like, that's where I'm at right now. I'm weary. I'm weak. Like, until I taste something, like, I got to taste it, right? So your hunger and your drive will carry you on, man. So this is why God created hunger in all of us. And we need to start creating hunger in the whole entire church. Like, are you hungry for more of God? Are you hungry to receive a blessing from God? Are you hungry just to see God make you out of your, make 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 a way through your situation? You got to have a hunger. You got to have an appetite for it. Because if you don't have an appetite, you'll never see it, right? And Justin, just stop me when you're ready, man. All right. But uh, here goes some quotes, man. This is going to really help you too. You, Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I tried sharing this last time, but if you go to my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last, guys. Trouble Don't Last. Make sure to uh, follow me on there. I post a lot of things. So I post a lot of quotes and a lot of Bible verses and stuff like that on a daily basis. When it hurries up and low, but here we go, 200, 500 slides. It's hard for it to load. All right. But I post a lot of stuff on just hunger for God and desiring God and stuff like that. So let me just hurry up the process. And I'll jump in while you're like getting ready to load. You can right. pull it up when it's ready. And okay. like I, I was talking, I'll just finish what I was saying as well. Like, uh, I was saying like the two things that we actually have are like our free will and our um, time. And like it is important to like give God our time, but we also want to be in the mindset of God as well. And like, what does that mean? Part that that actually means like a multitude of things, but one aspect of it is we want our desires to match up with God. Like if we took, if we isolated the verse, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Like we could like wish for a car or like, um, or like uh, to win the lottery, but like that, that's probably not in God's will for you to do that. Um, like we want to figure out what does God really desire? And big part of it is he desires our heart before anything else. So, 
we oh man there's like so much to say about it. but like when we when we become born again like we are given a new heart ezekiel says we're given the heart in the spirit and it's very important that we continue that process as well and figure out what does uh what are the desires of god as well like does god want us to like have drive around in a fancy car or like have a good job no he probably wants us to like dedicate our time towards endeavors that he loves and at, in the process of that be changed through them be changed through our actions or our time or what we choose to do because like he like the he didn't care jesus didn't care about all the correct legalistic um tasks that the pharisees were doing he cared about the spirit of the law and the heart of the people and think that's like very important to to realize how how much we can be transformed if we try to figure out what is it that god desires for me and i remember i just remember seeing this big picture of like jesus asking this little girl to um uh hand over her like teddy bear is because like he had a bigger teddy bear for her but like first we had to like give up what we thought we desired in order to get the real gift of god yeah yeah i just gotta zoom in on this post man so you remember last time i tried to share uh hunger for god posts stuff that i tweeted mm -hmm. now i made like a whole collage oh, it looked like <laughs> well you had a lot of those yeah so like yeah i got way more of this i got stuff on appetite i just haven't posted it yet so let's let's talk about this real quick so god never overlooks a this is all posts on hunger for god right so how does hunger for god work what is hunger for god just you can answer that if you want but here goes a few uh quotes for you guys that i tweeted make sure to follow me on trouble don't last that's also my instagram page TikTok page and uh yeah just all that stuff all right so god god never overlooks a heart that is hungry for him right those who hunger and thirst for the things of god will be filled god meets hunger where are you hungry for <laughs> passion for god is not a you thing it's a hunger thing i hate when people say yeah. that to me like that's the first thing they say to me like sean you're so young man i love your youthful energy man man i better still be like this at 65 even at 95 i hope to be an old man i got too much energy like you're like how he's the first 99 year old i've ever seen with just energy but you know what I mean? Like passion for God, man, hunger for God is not just a youth thing. It's not just a new believer thing. It should be for everybody. You should be tasting and seeing that the Lord is good every single day. And it, it should overflow in your soul and overflow in your life. It should be like, like Jesus said, you know, come unto me and uh, out of your belly shall flow living waters out of your belly. It's just continually flowing. The ocean is huge. I already said it at the very beginning of this video. How many sea creatures don't we know? <laughs> you know? So our victory for God and him alone is the only thing that, no, our hunger for God and him alone is the only thing that will bring victory, right? It's the only thing egging you on and, and giving you the perseverance and the strength that you need to keep on fighting for more. That's what Paul's saying, fight the good fight of faith. God meets you, meets people who are hungry. Where are you hungry for? And that's something else I want to say too. Here we go right here. Your level for hunger determines your level of feeling from God. A lot of you guys say that God is far away from you. You have an awful relationship with God. You just want to hear from God or something like that. It's because you don't have a hunger for him. You say that you say you want that, but you eat and nibble on other things in life. That's first Peter chapter two, verse two to three. But it's also this verse right here. Like, what do you have an appetite for? That's a lot of stuff. Some people have an appetite for sex with all, every woman in the world. It's kind of, I was kind of talking about somebody here, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> Some yeah. people desire, what do you say? Yeah, probably not a good idea to mention that right now. <laughs> You're right, I'm about to get married. All right. So some people have a desire just to have all the women in the world. Some people have a desire to have all the money in the world, like an appetite. Some people have an appetite just to play the video game 24-7, like, and just relax and chill and be lazy and coast through life. Like some, and, and then they get their cravings, right? They, they, they feel that appetite. So a lot of times we're filling our appetites with spiritual junk food. That's what it's called. Yeah. So guys, you can live and nibble off of cookies if you wanted to, but it's cookies good for your health, right? It's just eating the same thing all the time good for your health. Depends on what it is, right? But 
actually, no, it's not dependent. Uh, let me talk to the doctor here. Justin knows way too much about biology and <laughs> chemistry. Is eating the same thing over and over again, like your whole entire life, is that bad for you? Or it just depends on what it is? Okay. Some Yeah, some later studies have said, like, variation and moderation are probably the best diet. Okay. Yeah, like, guys, like, we can't just eat anything. We got to make sure we eat this pure spiritual milk of the word. And Paul yeah. even said that at a certain point, as new believers, you don't always stay new. You don't always stay as newborn babies, as carnal Christians. You can change into a mature believer, mature in your face, in your faith. So how do you get to that point? You, she, uh, Paul even said, like, I wish I could give you spiritual meat, but you can only, you only want milk. You have no desire for more. So like I said with this post, man, uh, your level of hunger determines your level of feeling from God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, blessed is Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God wants to fill you with way more in your life, but do you want way more? The appetite of the appetite of a worker works for him. It urges him on. Guys, the reason why you don't see more from God is because you're content where you're at. So hunger for God will lead you to encounter him. The Holy Spirit is attracted to hunger. He cannot resist those who honestly admit how desperately, desperately they need him. Like <laughs> when you're hungry for God, he will fill you. Justin, I got so many, man. Like, this is the last ones I got. Only got yeah. four more. I like that. Yeah. I like that. This is way better than the last time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're hungry. Yeah, that's it right here. Spiritual junk food, guys. Like, yeah, I got I got way more coming for you guys. But here goes three. Where you are full of other things, we won't hunger for God's word. Like, so many people are full off reality TV. So many people are full off of TMZ, receiving all the news and rumors and gossip of all these celebrities. And they know so much about celebrities and basketball players. NBA Today, inside the NBA. I mean, I watch that stuff too. But, like, guys, come on. Uh, do you hunger for God's word? Do you receive – Just do you try to know the Bible? Like, you know the stats of Tom Brady's career and Kobe Bryant and all these people? Like, come on. you kidding me? Which one's more valuable? Which one's going to last for an echo through all eternity? Let's keep it a buck, right? If you're not hungry for God, you're probably full of yourself. And when you're hungry for the Lord, you lose your appetite for this world. This world is passing away. Me and Justin did a study on that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, man. This world is fading away. The world order it will not be here forever, right? So the time is short. And we need to live with the end in mind. Start storing up treasures in heaven. Start in making investments in heaven because that's what matters the most. Pleasing the Lord and living for him, right? So God gave you that appetite, that passion, those dreams for a reason to drive you on, to drive you closer to him, to see all the miraculous and all the awesome and amazing things he could do in your life. Justin, you got anything else you want to say before I end it? No, I don't think so. Not for this one. Okay. Yeah. So guys, like for me, I'm really competitive. Like I have a hunger. I hope you can feel that inside of me. Like I got a passion. I want to take everything. I want I want the throne, like Killmonger said on Black Panther. Like <laughs> I love Killmonger, guys. You don't know how I am. Like Killmonger, the what he was trying to do was right, but the way he he went about doing it was wrong. Like he yeah. had a he had a because he was just trying to get. And I'm talking about Black Panther, very first Black Panther movie. Yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Like this guy, he wanted the whole world to have the same resources as. Wakanda, but not the whole world. He wanted black people because they are, have been abused. They have been, uh, you guys know, I don't got to say it. Let's be real. Like not every race is treated the same in the world. And he was just trying to give black people resources, technology to elevate them up, to boost them up. But then T'Challa took it to a different level. He said, okay, let's just give it to everybody. Let's stop hiding it from the world. Like, cause that's wrong, right? We can help the world. Let's help the world. So yeah, guys, like for me, like I've always been told I can't do something. Like I've, I've always been the one that's overlooked. Like anytime I go to church, still having a day. When I go to church, Bishop don't ever mention my name. Nobody ever sees me as anything. They do now when they hear me talk, but they got to hear me talk. They got to see my YouTube channel. Like, But like before that, especially before I was saved, before I had the spiritual gift of preaching and teaching and all that stuff, like nobody picked me for anything. I was just a guy, you know, around. And I'm talking about just in the church system, guys. Like, I think, you know, like, I'm very well balanced and people love me and stuff like that. But so I always had that personality. But like when it came to like just being in the crowd, like I could blend in if I wanted to. And most of the time I blended in when I didn't want to. I want to stick out. So like 
yeah, so like for me, I want what all the great preachers have and the greatest preachers ever have ever had. Like I want everybody's respect. Like when I come into a room, I want you to know who I am, right? That's just the way the world works. That's the world order. If you don't got nobody's respect, if you don't, if you don't got fame and prestige, they don't want to hear from you. If you don't, and then I'll even add a cherry on top. If you got money, then everybody will listen to you. If you don't got no money, who are you? But even then, will people listen to you? No, but that gives them even more incentive. So that's what I'm striving for. If I got all the money in the world, more money than preachers, if I have all the fame in the world, more following subscribers, and I have my animation company for, for the Bible, come on, stop, stop. That's Steve Jobs, easy. And that's just a whole different stratosphere too with the Bible. So like, yeah, guys, I want everything. I want it all, just like them, but I want more. So I'm coming to take it, and I'm coming for what's mine, just to show that I am somebody, just to show how good God is and God lives and breathes through me, just so you can see how God can use anybody and he can use you too. So if you got a hunger, you got an appetite, prove it to yourself. Prove it to God, right? Because God already done blessed you with all the gifts, all the abilities, all the passions. Don't waste it. Utilize it. It's going to help you to move on in life, even when you don't feel like going any further. So this is the last thing I'll say and I'm done. Like, there's a song that says, I feel like going on. So you guys make sure to check that out. Let me go ahead and look it up. Justin, you know that song, I feel like going on? I don't think I know that one. Yeah, man. Ray Lewis, man, he talked about it. So guys, go to YouTube and look at this video real quick. I'm going to zoom in so you guys can see it. So there's a song called, I feel like going on. It's by Marvin Wayne's, right? So check out that video on YouTube. And the song's so beautiful, guys. Like, if you feel like, uh, if you feel like you can't go on any further, if you feel like Man, you just want to quit when it comes to your work, when it comes to life. Like, listen to the song. You know, I feel like going on, though Those trials may come on every hand. Oh, I feel like going on. Can I say it one more time? And so that's what he says throughout the whole entire song is, I feel like going on, right? So even though he didn't feel like going on, even though he felt like he had the strength to keep on going on, God says keep on going on. Just keep on going on. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying through you, man. The, the Holy Spirit and your flesh are battling with each other, trying to take position and take authority over your house, your, your spirit, your mind, your soul, right? And so don't allow your flesh to win, the one that wants to quit and give up, man. Keep on fighting a good fight of faith. And listen to the Spirit tell you, I feel like going on. And just keep on going on. Keep on fighting for more, and you can obtain it. And that's the lesson, guys. That's the uh, Proverbs 16, verse 26, man. <laughs> so... Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys know the drill, man. Um, uh, let me share my social media platforms and everything. It's getting late, so like my eyes are watery now. When I tear up a little bit, then the light's bright. So, All right, so here goes my YouTube channel. Uh, and my podcast is Upload Past Crossroads. My Facebook and LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Trouble Don't Last. My other Instagram page, my underscore down underscore Bible, and my Tumblr page, Trevor on Last Number One. So make sure to go to all my pages. I work really hard on all of them. They're all great. And share all my stuff, man, for real. Watch every one of my videos. I'll show you guys some other time. But I just showed Justin, like, I'm really close to getting monetized on YouTube. I just got to keep on fighting a good fight of faith. I got to keep on, you know, going on, moving onward, man. And then I can get there. Me and Justin can get there. I told Justin my goal is to pay him so that he mm -hmm. has more incentive. <laughs> To do videos with me, especially if I start giving him crazy checks, like he's like, "Yep, <laughs> I got plenty of videos." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, go to my YouTube channel, Upward Past Crossroads, and make sure to watch the other two videos we did on uh, the Book of Proverbs. Man, it's gonna bless your soul, man. Like, uh, so this was the very first one we did. We're still in the same outfit, so check out yeah. that video. All right, and then also check out this video as well, right here. And then I have a playlist on my YouTube channel on all the sermons and Bible studies, Sunday school lessons, just anything else in future animations, they will all be on this playlist. So check out that playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload Crossroads. And then uh, if you want to listen to more sermons and, and just see videos on Proverbs 16, check out this video as well. All right. I mean, this playlist, and you can see all the videos and sermons I did on that. And then if you just need more motivation through your job and through your work, you don't see the point in it, check out this playlist, just talking about your work, your career, nine to five life. Your occupation, that's on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads as well. And then I'll just talk about Justin's YouTube channel. This is his YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. Make sure to subscribe and turn on post notifications so you know when he uploads another video. That means click the bell after you subscribe so you can get notified 
and know when he uploads another video because on YouTube it will trick you. And even though you're subscribed, it, it won't tell you when they upload another video unless you click the bell. And then also his Facebook page is Justin Lee How. So be friend him on there. You can ask him and DM him any questions. You can DM me questions on my Facebook page as well or on my Instagram page, Trouble Don't Last. And uh, we'll get back to you and we'll do a video on your question. But I pray everybody enjoyed this video on Proverbs 16, 26 and our video before that on Proverbs something. Just make sure to check out that. All right. So we'll talk to you guys later. Justin, you good? You got anything else to say? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm good. Man, I actually have some things to talk about Black Panther, but I'll talk to you after. Yeah. <laughs> you can say it on video if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love Black Panther. Oh, yeah. I forgot I made y'all watch something crazy for Life Group. I, was, I thought you were about to say something like that. You remember that on Black Mirror? I made y'all watch Black Mirror. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. See ya. Yeah, I thought you were about to say something.